Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you found us through Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And so excited to be joined today by a, a lady that I've gotten to know well over the last uh, month or two, and that's Holly Ann Mitchell. Hey, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Kevin, for having me. It's so good. You know, you just bring a great energy, uh, you know, and that was one of the things that whenever we met at the Speaking Consulting Network meeting in person, that was one of the things that really struck me is just that energy that you bring. And I'm excited to have you on today, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself with our audience, please. Sure. Well, I, I hope I hope people will be okay that I'm not a clinician. <laughs> I'm not either. So you're in good company. Hey. Okay. <laughs> but I have a lot of love for clinicians and I've been I've been around them for a, a long time in dentistry. But I didn't start out in dentistry. I started out when I was 18 years old with the dream of being a musical theater actress on Broadway. So I moved to New York City, as you do. And quickly after I graduated from college, I went to Tisch School of the Arts and studied musical theater at NYU. I ran out of money about six months later and found myself homeless. And it wasn't the dream that I had been dreaming. And so I had to have a hard look at what my options were and decided I'm going to change careers here. I need to pay off my student loans. This just isn't going to work. <laughs> so... I thought maybe I'll be a dentist of all things. All right. So a friend of mine said, why don't you go work in a dental office and see if you like it before you go back to school? And I was like, yeah, that's probably good advice. So, So I called up a bunch of dental offices. I had no experience and convinced somebody to hire me for free. (laughs) Like, look, just train me to do whatever you want. And so, the first, the first day I was there, they, they put me in the back and I was just observing. I was shadowing and it was an oral surgery procedure. And, and I promptly became very white and clammy. <laughs> and they said, you're going to the front desk. So that was <laughs> the end of my <laughs> clinical career. <laughs> short, short, but mighty. How about that? We'll say that. Like, well, I don't know if I'm a dentist, but there might be something else that I can do. So I, I worked at that practice. It was a two chair office and I worked at the front desk, quickly became marketing director, then office manager. And, and we grew that business from five employees to 52, one doctor to 12. It, you know, you, I, I, you and I talked about this story while we were together in Georgia, and it was just fascinating to me to see how you've morphed and how you've taken advantage of opportunities that have come your way. And I know one thing we're going to talk about today is mental health and, and within the dental industry. It, but I've got to ask, obviously, you've overcome a lot to get to where you are. What are some mental health? How did you do it? How did you keep that positive mental attitude through what you've been through? You know, I think part of it is I I was lucky enough to believe in personal development when I was really young. So when I was a teenager, I used to read books like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and Tony Robbins' Awaken the Giant Within. And so I had these, these giants, these thought leaders kind of whispering in my ear throughout my journey. And I didn't really understand what was happening inside of my body. I just felt like I was my enemy and that sometimes depression and anxiety 
would be this incredible inconvenient obstacle because there's a part of me that wants to have all this energy and feel good and feel happy. And I couldn't access those parts of myself at different times in my life. And until I really was forced to stop in my tracks and deal with this problem, I couldn't kind of white knuckle my way to Friday at five o'clock. It was really impacting my work and my, my joy in life. I, I knew I had to do something because I felt like my brain was broken. And I went on a path of healing that took five years, a lot of therapy and coaching and learning about trauma and how to recover from it. Wow. And, you know, so many dental assistants that I talk to, they tell me they have bad days, you know, and sometimes bad days turn into bad weeks. And, and one thing that I'm so excited about talking to you is that mental health aspect, because I think all of us have been through rough times recently. How do we, or how do you suggest that people kind of pull themselves out and, and maybe, you know, if they feel like their brain's a little bit broken, how do they come back from that? I think the first thing to recognize is when there's a difference between a bad day, right? And when this is starting to impede your ability to be you, mm -hmm. right? If this goes on for an extended period of time or you start to feel unsafe with yourself, where you're, where you're unsafe with your own thoughts and the privacy of your life, that now it's time to, to reach out and get some new tools. It is not you. It's your nervous system. That was, a, that was a, a, a sentence that changed my life. It's not you. It's your nervous system. Because once I understood what anxiety and depression was, it was just the wrong chemical cocktail and my nervous system going into a default of fight or flight or freeze or faint instead of me feeling like me. Mm -hmm. It's not me. It's my nervous system. And so how do we reset the nervous system? Just like resetting a computer. You've got a computer that's frozen and you, you need to control alt delete. There are things that you can do to reset your nervous system and to get new chemical cocktail running through your body that are happy hormones like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And so part of my journey has been recognizing that some of the reasons why was I feeling so bad, why was I feeling so stressed all the time, why, did I, why wasn't I able to cope like my friends were, right? Why did, why did they get derailed for five minutes and I would go on a spiral for five days or five weeks about something? It was Part of it was genetics. Thank you, dad. <laughs> right? God rest his soul. I had a father who struggled with mental health. He struggled with his mental illness his entire life. And so part of it is that. And part of it is life, right? I've been through some trauma. And I have a saying that's allow your sh to become your fertilizer. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> to help that's you awesome. to grow and help others to grow, right? It's, it's what you do with it. So it, it, there are, you are not stuck because it's not you, it's your nervous system. You can get unstuck, but you can't keep doing the same thing that you're doing because you got to reset that computer. So can you get unstuck by yourself or do you need uh, a therapist or somebody to talk to about this? There are times when I can unstick myself right now because I know that I am, I'm predisposed 
to getting overwhelmed. I'm my nervous system just runs hot, right? It's okay. like it's like a Ferrari. Uh, it, it's high maintenance but high performance. <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, that's me. So I know I need a lot of maintenance to be able to perform at a high level. So I have to be really rigorous about prevention. And I think this is this is the cool thing about mental health. It's the same as dental. There's a spectrum. You've got preventive mental health strategies, and that's like, are you sleeping? Are you drinking water? Are you eating things that are going to help promote happy hormones in your body? Are you moving your body, right? That's all preventive. That, that's mental hygiene. And then there's emergency, right? Sometimes we need, an, we need an urgent care dentist or we need an urgent care situation. And there's a full spectrum and knowing how do I, how do I prevent these problems from happening? Do I have tools, right? And sometimes you have an urgent situation. You might have a, you might have something happen to you and you get PTSD, or you might have somebody who's close to you that you lose. And so you're going through grief. And in those moments where you've got urgent care needs, just like with our patients, mm -hmm. you need to go to somebody who can specialize and support you in that moment. You do not have to do it yourself. I, I love that spin on it with dentistry because I think so many of us can relate to the preventive side of it and doing things ahead of time before the tooth breaks and all of a sudden you're in pain. That's, that's such a great point. I, I think what's powerful is starting the conversation in an honest way with yourself, right? What is that elephant in the room? And, and I often teach courses on communication. And w one of the most important things is just naming the elephant that's in the room, right? What's actually happening can be a really powerful tool to connect with another person. And you can do that with yourself. So if you have moments in your day where you can check in and have a conversation with yourself and say, where am I at today? Right? Am, am I feeling okay? What do I need right now? And being honest with yourself and naming that elephant, then you can start to think about what are some strategies that could help me feel better and get to prevention. And then if your go-to things don't work, right? If you go go to the gym and you still don't feel better after you do that or for an extended period of time, you go, okay, well, my prevention strategies aren't working. This isn't a brush and floss. I got to go and get this cavity looked at because yeah, I think I might need a root canal. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, I, I, and I love that you talk about the elephant in the room because I think one of the biggest ones is that there has been so long this stigma associated with it. And I think for a lot of people just to get past the stigma and, and know and admit that they need help is such a big part of the journey. Is yeah. Do you agree with that? I absolutely do. I, I think that this, for me, the, the dialogue around this needs to change in dentistry where burnout no longer becomes a badge of honor for our healthcare professionals, because people are leaving our industry. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad, talented people who have a heart to care. And I think that caregivers are more susceptible because we, we always look out for other people before we look out for ourselves. And we don't recognize that we're slowly withering away while we're trying to give, give, give and do, do, do. 
And so we need to hold that mirror up to ourselves. So if, if we start to have a conversation and check in with each other, are you doing okay? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm fine. Are you sure? Mm. Because I'm noticing that your baseline, like the you that I know, is starting to be a little different. You're more irritable than I know you to be. You're more quiet than I know you to be, right? When you start to look at, observe people and start these dialogues, like, are you sure you're okay? I'm worried about you. And maybe they haven't even noticed that their baseline behavior has changed. And that's something that's powerful because you can bring that awareness to people and then they might they might be willing to have that conversation with you. And, and you don't have to solve their crisis, right? If you're not a trained healthcare professional, you don't have to solve the, the crisis. You can just be an empathetic listener and say, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know what that might be like for you, but I have a heart for you. Let's go get you to some resources that might be helpful for you. And I think so often as humans, just when we know somebody else cares and somebody else is listening, that's so powerful. Yeah. I, I, and, and I know one thing that you're doing, which I think is just phenomenal, is that you're pulling together some great minds in the industry and to come together to talk about mental health in dentistry. Talk a little bit about this conference and kind of your vision for it, if you don't mind. Well, it really came out of pandemic just from the conversations that I was having with people. And I really felt burned out at the end of last year because I was working 100% from home. So there, my computer never closed, <laughs> right? Because there was no yeah, yeah. end to the work day. It was just like, oh, well, you know, there's nowhere to go. There's no like, you know, there's restaurants aren't open. I'm not, there's nowhere to go. I might as well keep being productive and keep working. And so I found myself feeling disconnected from the work that I was doing and feeling like when I got up in the morning that I was having this feeling of panic. Like, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I want to do this. And that's not me. That's, that's my nervous system. Right? So when I started to recognize I'm feeling really burned out, I'm not feeling like me. There's probably other people who are feeling the same way and started to have these authentic conversations with people around me. And it wasn't just my dental colleagues that were feeling the same way. Their children were also suffering. Mm. If you look at the statistics, anxiety and depression is up 460% in the dental industry since the pandemic began. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's not surprising, but still that high is, is stunning. When you look at the young people in our country... Young adults, one in four had suicidal thoughts in the last year. One in four. Now that, that's, that's a big elephant in the room that we have to start talking about, right? And it's, it's coming back to people and going, are you sure you're okay? Because here's what I'm observing, right? And you do it from a place of, of love and compassion. When we've got this going on in our country, right? So what I did was I just reached out to my friends and said, how can we help? We decided to create the first mental health conference in dentistry just, just to provide resources to people that they might not have thought of. They might have thought, like, I can just get to 5 o'clock and have a glass of wine and I'll be okay. Or I can just wait until the weekend or I'll wait until I get a vacation to feel like me again, to feel joy again. That'll be my reset button. But we don't have to delay joy. We don't have to go through every day just white knuckling our way through it. 
And, and that's something that we're trying to create for the dental industry. So this conference is happening in December. Our, it's our inaugural event. So we'll do it virtual first so we can build our, our community. And we, and we awesome. invite as many people as possible. We've kept the price super low so that they can. Um, so we've got CE, of course. But we also have family-friendly programming. So we wanted to bring these conversations around the dinner table and cool. find ways to help facilitate talking about that elephant in the room. And, and I love that you're focused on the industry, but like you said, it's also family as well, because we know so often the problems that we endure during the day don't just stay at the practice. They come home with us sometimes oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's like, you know, there's no work-life separ separation. And if you can improve one, you improve the other, right? They go hand in hand. So where do they find out more information and kind of some next steps? And, and, and I've got to ask, what are you most excited about with this conference too, after you give the contact information? So the contact info is dentalavengers.com is the website and they can find out the whole event program and where to go and, and what we're doing in the charity that we're partnering with provides suicide prevention education. So that's, that's going to be really powerful and important. And we've also got some hilarious MCs uh, joining us so that we can keep it light too, right? Cause this content can be heavy. So we're providing music and comedy along with it so we can, um, help help have some some variation on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group. The conversation's really getting um, exciting as we lead up to this event. So the Facebook group is Dental Avengers for Mental Wellness. Mm, good, I like to, that. To answer your question about what what I'm most excited about is. I'm most excited about incorporating music there you go. <laughs> into this conference. So part of my mental health journey has been when I left my career as a performing artist, I stopped singing for almost a decade because every time I tried to sing, it broke my heart and made me cry. Hmm. And I threw myself into my work and I was good at that. But there was a part of me that had unfinished business. Something was really missing and not being expressed. And it wasn't until that my father passed away that I started to write music again to honor his memory. My father was a drummer. And so music has been a huge help for me in my mental health, right? Because it, it can affect your mood. And creating music has really helped me process a lot of the pain that I've been through in my life and, and find healing also in grief and the relationship that I have with my father. I'm excited to share my songs with this community because it feels for me like coming full circle, that all of these parts of my journey from being an artist to being working in dental practices to being a dental coach and becoming a hypnotist and a life coach, that it's all kind of converging into one thing where this part of my life doesn't feel separate. And that feels like coming home to me. So, so that is what I'm most looking forward to. You know, I, I got the chance to see you sing at the speak consulting network meeting, you know, at the, at the party and just, you know, I, I mentioned at the very start, the energy that you brought to a room. 
I was amazed to watch the transformation whenever you were able to to sing up there on stage and just was kind of caught up in the moment. And, and I remember thinking at the time, that's what we all need is to find that moment of joy where we're just kind of, we don't care what else is going on. We're going to enjoy this moment. And so that, that touched me deeply. I just want to let you know that. And I know, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to tell you that in Georgia, but it was really a moment that, that meant a lot to me personally. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. It is my happy place. <laughs> And we all need to find that. So that's a, that's, a, that's a great thing. Well, and and so I really appreciate you coming on, Holly. And thank you so much for sharing this. And it's, and before we leave, any last thoughts you want to leave with the dental assistants out there? Make a list today of what brings you joy. I like that. It could be big or small, right? Personal or professional. But finding moments and activities that bring you joy because the this is this is not frivolous joy this is intentional purposeful joy for the purpose of preventing mental illness joy has happy hormones dopamine oxytocin serotonin endorphins that will keep you healthy and keep you feeling like yourself so if you make a list about the things that bring you joy, the people who bring you joy, the activities, right? And they could be big or small, right? They could be singing or listening to a piece of music that makes you smile. If you can incorporate those into your calendar and prioritize joy, you will feel much more like you and you will be able to impact people and connect with people at a much deeper and higher level than you ever thought possible. Never go a day without joy. I love that. Prioritize joy and never go a day without it. Great stuff. Holly Ann, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. And, and thank you all for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We, we try to bring on guests that not only impact you professionally, but personally as well. And that's one of our goals is to make sure that you have a better day, week, month, and career. So if there's ever anything we can do for you, reach out to the dental assistant, uh, Ignite DA, I should say, Facebook page. And until the next time we get together, remember, find joy. Together we rise. <laughs>